call is now being recorded. Welcome in. Welcome one. Welcome all to the latest installment of the Deep Bellum Demigods podcast. I'm your host, Teej, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Tink. Tink, how's it going? Um, worse than it was when we first tried uh, 20 minutes, uh, 10 minutes, 5 minutes ago. and then, But that was still worse than um, trying to get it to work to 30 minutes before that. Uh, as, you, as you've all noticed, we're back on our, our Google Voice BS. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, I really could just go back to using my phone, but I don't want to go backwards. We need we need a podcast producer. I think it's too much. It's too much of a burden for you to ask you to be prepared yeah. to host every week and be the podcast audio producer. It's like two people's jobs yeah. at once. I agree. It's unfair. It's unfair. You're overworked and underpaid. Yes, agreed. No one has offered to sponsor us, and I am genuinely shocked by that. I am, too. We have but, advertising space that is just sitting there vacant. We have people's ears that are being captivated by us on a weekly basis, um, but no advertisers, no revenue to speak of. I don't get it. I am. Shame. We did We did get a new review. Do you want to pull up? Our podcast on Apple Podcasts and read the review. Oh my gosh, do we really have one? Yeah, I remember I sent it to you. Um, I don't. Yeah, oh, an no. actual Apple one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so long ago. Um, see, tell them to me, God's reviews. <laughs> um, is this the one by BPT two? Um, I actually don't know. Oh, oh no! I no, think no, no. this is the new one. I, I do know who that one is. <laughs> you can read that one and the other one. Okay, this one is from BPT two underscore. Um, the subject line is "It's Turbo Time," and the review is <laughs> "I love this podcast. I think it's a good idea, and I stand by." <laughs> Did I write that? No, that doesn't sound right. Are you sure? I feel like I might have. So what would the D stand for? It, I mean, that's definitely no you. <laughs> if you actually can't remember, it's definitely you. I really don't remember leaving this podcast review 16 days ago. <laughs> well, I, I don't know why that would be my username, though. Uh, that was what I was thinking, too. I was like, why would there be a D and a so P, funny. like DPT2? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, no, it's me. I just tried to leave another review and it pulled up <laughs> it pulled up that <laughs> review and said, Do you want to edit your last review? <laughs> That's so funny. This does it does kind of sound vaguely familiar to me now. I have a horrible I sure hope so. <laughs> I have a really bad short term memory. This is what people don't know about me, or maybe you do, but sometimes I do things and completely forget about them. So yeah, I did leave mm-hmm. I did leave that review. Um so there's that another review right. that happened. <laughs> another review that happened on December second by Skylar nine two four. Um that says the the subject line is love this stuff. And the review is wow, can't believe it took me so long to find this podcast. I'm not sure what it's about. I haven't listened to it, but I can't believe it took me this long to find it. What a review. Thank you, Skylar Knight, too. Honestly, I hope pretty, that, pretty I hope on par for the rest of the reviews. Yeah. yeah. Pretty on par for all the reviews I've gotten in person. Oh, my God. Diva's going to take this to the house. Yeah. 
I'm probably no, I no longer have cable, so uh, Ooh. I'm pretty behind on streams now. Who is your unfortunate uh, streaming provider? Um, typically, Buff Streams. Shout okay. out Buff Streams. Okay. We'll, we'll do. We usually don't do free ads, but you know, Buff Streams will never hear this. So you don't have like a live TV service? No, I, I usually just hop on my parents' um, cable subscription, and I probably could figure it out. I just didn't have time while we were recording to do it, so I tried to log in, but it made me have to like watch. Some channels like NFL Network, you can only watch when you're logged on to in-home Wi-Fi, which kind of defeats the whole um, purpose. Like if I'm at my home, I'm probably going to be watching on my TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but alas, alas. Well, Tink, it has been it's been quite some time since we podcasted. I just looked it up mm-hmm. to confirm. Um, it's been about a month. The last podcast was after week eleven, uh, and wow. there was I. Listen, while you were trying to figure out the technical difficulties, I started to, like, listen back to that last pod. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, it was pretty funny, honestly. And I want to listen back to, like, that's... if anyone has time, after after you listen to this full episode that we're doing right now, the last 15 minutes of that pod, we kind of go over, like, rest of season predictions. And we talk about, like, the battle for the first round by between you, Bob, and Alex. And we have a discussion on if, um, Dylan is still in contention for a first round buy or if he's been eliminated. And then we also mm-hmm. start like talking about and laughing about the possibility of like Dylan not making playoffs and what all would have to happen. Um, it was just good content, I think. And so I need to go back and listen to it more. Um, and I would encourage you guys to do <laughs> these that. are, these are nice little time capsules. Like I'm excited like yeah. a year or two to like look back and be like, Oh wow. Polo's team was terrible. Yeah. Still is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dylan was Dylan was seven and four after that last podcast uh, recording, um, and he finished seven and seven. Feels about right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, he had what just lost. Yeah, there's fourteen. Yeah, he had just lost to Bob. He was seven and three, then he lost to Bob, came seven and four, and then yeah, lost three straight. Three straight. But we had put him in the category of definitely making playoffs, but definitely not getting a first round by him and Willis were in that category, so. Kind of old takes exposed on us right there because we, uh, yeah, we might have. I think part of us avoided saying he would miss because we knew how hard he would take it. Um, and we were right in that aspect because he's needed the group me was pretty down bad when we saw him at Holt's wedding. (laughs) Um, so you know, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a lot to discuss now. We've got. I mean, yeah. Do we have an agenda? So long. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we could talk about the end of the regular season. We can talk about last week recap of round one of playoffs, and we could also talk about the preview for this coming week and kind of like looking ahead. I think we should probably, honestly, the end of the regular season. Um, there wasn't too much drama and intrigue to it. I don't think like the first round by yeah. was pretty interesting between you, Alec, and Bob. Um, but pretty much Bob and Alec just kept winning. Like we needed one of them to slip up for you to be able to step in and take the place. Um, and I'm pretty yeah. sure they both won their last three. Or did you lose also down the stretch? Um, I lost to Cole, and that's that right. did me in. That's right. I had you just, lost to Bob Cole. had just yeah. lost to someone that he shouldn't have lost to, and so did Alec, uh-huh. I think. And that got us all even. And then yeah, I didn't start landing over Henderson. Yeah, in week 12, Bob lost to Chris, and you lost to Cole. 
Um, and that kind yeah, of, that kind of, it would have tightened the race, but then it didn't end up, um, Alec ended up winning out and then you and Bob both won your last two matchups also. Um, so Alec and Bob finished 11 and three on first round buys. You finished 10 and four with a three seed. Um, you pretty much always were going to be DeWillis. Um, I guess at the time of our last recording, he had three matchups left against Jones, Klein, and then Klein again, I think, um, and we were kind of talking about it as it was like a as if it was a definite that he was going to win out um, with like the potential maybe that he would drop one of those three games, but he did indeed win out. So we finished nine and five. Um, so really, the, the the main drama was between me, Cole, and Dylan, um, and Cole just kept winning and Dylan kept losing. To where going into that last week, like it was, it was it was really. A, a good question on who was going to make it between the three of us. Um, I think Cole and Dylan were pretty much 50-50 between the two of them. Um, I know Cole and I kind of talked half-jokingly, half-seriously about tying 0-0 zero to zero in the last week of the regular season um, to, yeah. to keep Dylan out and to make sure that we both made it. Um, but was it half-jokingly or was it Cole being completely <laughs> serious and you just not at all being serious? Uh, I mean, I would say that I like seriously considered it for a pretty short amount of time. Um, and then I was like, no, like, I can't end up doing this. Plus, it was it was in the yeah. situation of, like, uh, if I had lost, then Dylan would have needed to outscore me by 20. And so I was like, eh. Whereas if Cole had lost, he was pretty much eliminated unless Dylan lost, yeah. you know. And there was no really reason to believe that Dylan would lose to Jay Wood. Um, Jay Wood had had a couple bad weeks in a row, and Dylan was kind of just getting unlucky with his opponents. But in the end, none of it really mattered. Um, it could have been a great yeah, finish like because Cole and I's matchup came down to Sunday night football and Monday night football. Sunday night was the Packers game um, where they were up against the Bears and Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams both kind of went off, uh, scored a lot of points for me. And the Monday Night Football was that Cardinals-Rams game where James Conner went off and Odell didn't really do anything and Higby didn't do anything. And I flipped the projections against Cole pretty quickly um, to where I was like, I think, 30% chance to win after the Sunday afternoon games to where I ended up winning by 15 or so. Um, but that didn't end up mattering because Dylan couldn't get the job done against Jay Wood and honestly didn't even come close. Um, he lost by 25 but kind of a lot of stuff went wrong for for poor old Dylan that week. Um, Lamar left the game in the first half. I think Terry McLaurin had a goose egg and left the game. Um, Antonio Gibson didn't do much. Like, it, it was just kind of a tough week all around for him. Um, and it was shaping up to be a good week because he had Zeke and Pollard was out for that game, and he had Gibson where McKissick was out for that game. So it did kind of seem like things were shaping up to – to turn up for Dylan for him to get that last win and, and make the playoffs over Cole or myself, but he couldn't get the job done. And he didn't even lose on a tiebreaker. He finished seven and seven and Cole and I, I was nine and five and Cole was eight and six. So Dylan just missed out yet again. Wow. I hate to see it. If you're a Dylan fan um, or if you are Dylan yourself, you just didn't see it because he's no longer paying attention uh, sure. to anything going on in this league. I hope, I pray he gets a notification this podcast drops and then <laughs> he's gonna spend the first it? 10 minutes talking just about him. <laughs> it's a good playoff. I mean, he knows. I think he, he might. If he's, 
if he's putting on this podcast, giving it a spin, he knows that we're going to talk about it. And probably, do you he's probably think, surprised he's going to talk about it. Yeah. Do you think he knows that if he had made the playoffs and beat Jay Wood, he would be in the semis right now because he scored the most points last week? Yeah. Um, I think he probably does know that, but it's good of you to point <laughs> that out. Because um, mm-hmm. if he beats Jay Wood, then yeah, he finishes as the sixth seed and he would have played you in the first round and he would have beaten you by 15 last week. So we'll get to that when we talk about our round one recaps, how your Mickey Mm -hmm. Mouse playoff path is is kind of unfortunate. Oh, relax. You act like it's Mickey Mouse, but, like, when you're the three seed playing the six, like, it just makes sense that the six seed isn't that good. Like, I feel like that's just a standard thing. Except you kind of needed a miracle comeback by me against Cole, or else you would have played me in round one. And if Dylan... Would I have played you or I played the Willis? No, you would have played me. Because I would have been eight and six, wow. and Duels would have been nine and five, and Cole and would have been nine and five. And then one of them would have just been Mickey Mouse, and then well, I would have had this monkey yeah. off my back. Yeah, well, yeah, Duels would have beaten Cole with like eighty-seven points, ninety to eighty-two. Yeah, and I would have beaten you one thirty-five to yeah. one ten. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know what they but say: now, when you score one ten and lose, you're unlucky. I don't know who said no, that, but I think it was you. I don't remember. I, that was, sounds like something I would have said, but I mean, you're really doing the bare minimum there by scoring one ten point six, barely meeting the threshold. Right. You you won ten your way to a championship last year, so I don't want to hear it. Whatever. I scored more than one. Yeah, okay, we're not. No one wants to hear us argue. And At least Cole started a full lineup against me, unlike some teams you played last year in the playoffs. Whatever. I mean, you I, you don't don't even get me started on who you're playing in the semis. This, Bob's projected for. 105 right now. Anyway, we'll get there. Um, Sometimes when you're the higher seed, you get the worst teams. That's just how life goes, you know? If you if you wanted that, to play the terrible teams, simply win more regular season games. I don't really get that argument, honestly. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what do you mean? A three seed plays anyway. a two seed. <laughs> We're not we're not arguing. Don't don't act like you're getting like this easy path bestowed upon you because like because you had that's literally the win. definition of playoffs. That is like how seeding works. Yeah, but it's that like is, it's, it's not it's being not, bestowed. Bob I just have, got it because I'm the three seed. No, Bob doesn't have a bad team because he's the two seed. He has a bad team right now because Cooks got COVID and Evans got hurt okay, last week. First of all, like all of that, four weeks ago, why. back in that back in that week eleven podcast, you had Bob power ranked at like number five. So I, I, you yeah. thought Bob was bad even at I stand rank, by. So. And I stand by. I don't really get the argument. And I had you at seven. Uh, what's, on, what's first on the agenda here? What's first on the I agenda? I had you at seven. Well, do you I feel know. like we did the what regular season? Do you think we did the regular season justice? Um, I think so. I feel like yeah. Alec ran away with it at the end. Bob had Bob and Alec had easy schedules. I kind of blew my chance by benching Lenny in his forty point week. Yeah. Um, Dylan goes to the league and. Uh, Higby got COVID and Cole didn't even try to find a substitute. He just no. <laughs> I noticed that like a week and a half later, I was like, oh, Cole just took the zero. Like he could have picked up the Rams' third string tight end. He just didn't yeah. Like that, so I don't think it would have mattered. Um, in the end, no, I I tried to pick him up, but I didn't have a. Uh... But at the time, like Cole was projected to win. I think even without. Yeah. Higby or no, like no, it was, he was close without yeah. Higby. Yeah, he was. No, I think he probably should. Yeah, have. He, I, as soon as the news, as soon as the news broke, 
I like intentionally left a roster spot open on my bench. I don't really know why I did this. I don't do this very often, but I left a roster spot open just in case like COVID something happened. And so whenever that news broke, I like went to go add Blanton was his name. Um, but mm-hmm. I couldn't add him because I had Julio in my IR. He was technically activated. So they're like, you can't add someone uh-huh. until you activate the person from your IR. And I couldn't activate the person from my IR until the next day. So I was like, ah, well, I guess Cole, like, if he really wants to add this guy, he can. Um, but he didn't end up doing it. But I guess it wasn't even a bad decision because he ended up making playoffs. Um, but And he wouldn't have won his round one matchup regardless if we played. So I guess he played his cards right. Yeah, and we can do a we can do a post mortem on all of the uh, non playoff teams at some point. Um, but I want to talk about round one. I think first. Oh yeah, um, talk about round one. Yeah, um, crazy. How, I mean, what are the odds that out of the twelve people in this league, the two podcast hosts played in round one and they both won their matchups? Like, look it up. Who would have thought? Um, but I played DeWillis. I played DeWillis in the in the four five matchup, and you played Cole in the three six matchup. So, whose matchup should we start with? Um, well, they were neither were close. Um, we can start with yours because Thursday night happened, and that kind of sealed the matchup. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that is a that's a good jumping off point. Um, yeah, like you said, so it was me versus DeWillis going into last week. Um. I guess if you can, kind of rewind back to before um, before that Thursday night game kicked off. What was your sentiment towards Duelist and I's matchup? Like, did you have a leaning on who you thought was going to win? Um, what did you think was kind of going to decide the matchup, et cetera? Um, I think we for sure knew the Chiefs game would decide the matchup. Not Maybe not decide, but, like, it wouldn't necessarily win you the matchup, but it would, would certainly lose you the matchup because you had, what, five people going or four? Yeah, four. Four, four yeah. Um, and, I mean, the matchups for duels were, like, so good. Um, if I remember correctly, like, I think, yeah, like, Jefferson was playing the Bears, who were terrible. Yeah, um, I'm a that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know Kamara played the Bucks, who were good against the run, but I think Eckler – was I guess Eckler was like a game time decision, I think too. Yeah. So Yeah, he was. Yeah, so maybe the matchups weren't great, but I think DeWolves was just on a heater coming in and we we're like, Holy crap, how how did the team get so good? Um yeah, even though we had him straight. ranked like even though we had him ranked like in the top three power rankings coming into the year, I think he just mm-hmm. underperformed and then got healthy, right? Because he had he didn't have Camara for a large portion of the season. Um, yeah, I think he had kind of flown under the radar in the regular season. One, because, like you said, injuries, like, kind of slowed him down a little bit um, with Kamara. And I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, Michael Thomas was obviously hurt for, like, this whole season. And so what we thought he might be at the beginning. Oh, and Kittle, too, was hurt for most of the year, too. Um, mm-hmm. So injuries kind of slowed him down. But also, like, he had a really easy schedule down the stretch, and so he wasn't really playing in games that, like, a lot of people were paying attention to, I guess. Um, I'm sure yeah. he was keeping close attention to it. But he, like, very quietly won six games in a row in the regular season. With four yeah. and five to nine and five to end the regular season. Um, did it pretty quietly and kind of stuck into the playoffs as the five seed. And I can say going up against them, like, 
would say I'm on the more pessimistic side just in general going into my matchups. Like, I always just think that I'm going to lose. I felt probably objectively it was pretty 50-50 between me and Willis on who was going to win, but I did think for sure that we were going to know after the Thursday night matchup when he had Eckler and mm-hmm. I, had the, I had the Chiefs guys going. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that Thursday night game. Um, Chiefs Chargers in Los Angeles, like you said, um, uh, Eckler was limited that whole week. It was kind of a game-time decision. He gets ruled active right before the game. Um, I guess I didn't really have a strong, like, I kind of felt like if he was active, then maybe he was going to be limited a little bit. And if he was inactive, it would just let DeWillis, like, start someone like Miles Sanders or a different running back who was g- going to do fine. Like, I didn't really have a preference, I guess. I probably would have rather him been a- inactive. But in the end, like, he only ended up playing, like, I think 30% of the snaps or anything. Um, he put up 16 points because he scored a touchdown. It was really efficient on those runs. But yeah. big story of the game was was the Chiefs the quad stack, which has been certifiably trash all season pretty much um, and kind of finally got their itch together when it mattered in the playoffs. Um, and yeah, like they've really popped off individually but never yeah. all at the same time. Yeah, it's been a lot of, like, Kelsey gets 20 and Tyreek gets, like, three. And then, like, Tyreek gets 24 and Kelsey gets, like, two. <laughs> so, like, it seems like it was alternating, like, a lot. Or, like, CEH would get, like, 16 and Kelsey and Hill would combine for, like, 20 or something. And so, yeah, I've, I've kind of been waiting for this. Obviously, when I'm acquiring all these players, like, this type of game state is the exact one that, that I've been waiting on. And, and really, like, there's a lot of reasons why this hasn't happened this season. Um, one is the Chiefs' offense just hasn't looked great. But also, I think their defense taking a step forward has really hurt the stack because, I mean, last season even, like, their defense was getting torched by people all game. So they were constantly having to throw to keep up. And that finally happened. We finally got that game state on this last Thursday where the Chargers, like, kind of got out to an early lead and started to extend the lead a little bit. Um, and the Chiefs kind of had to throw a lot to get back in the game. But I know, like, now looking in hindsight, like, it doesn't seem like um, – it, it seems like a foregone conclusion, like, if you look back on it, that the Chiefs were going to smash, like, at the end of the game. But I think in the fourth quarter, those four guys had combined for, like, 23 points, I think. Like, it was it was crazy. They got off to a very slow start. Um to where, like, I was at dinner with my friend. We were at Buffalo Wild Wings watching the game, and I had, like, stopped checking fantasy. I was like, <laughs> in such a bad mood. I, like, wasn't checking the group me. I wasn't checking my text messages because I knew you would be, like, chirping me, which you did in the group me. You did chirp me. I like, was. In the third correct. or fourth quarter. Yes. As a good um, rival would, I was chirping. Yeah, as a good rival would, yeah. Um, and then they really, I mean, they, they turned it on at the end of the game. And, and Tyree like had a touchdown. Kelsey had a couple yeah. Yeah, and in overtime, too, that was kind of the the icing on the cake of Kelsey got that touchdown in, in overtime where there was a million defenders around, and he kind of just weaved his way through. Um, and at the end of Thursday night, I had 100 points, which is insane. I know I was telling you before the night started that I wanted 63 from the four of them, and that felt like a fairly uh, bold, like, thing to one. But I was like, yeah, if I get 63, I like, think I'm in like a pretty decent spot. Um, and they got 100, which 
looking at hindsight now, Willis only put up 90 points that week, so I didn't even need to play any of my players on Sunday or Monday. Um, they got the job done themselves. But, yeah, I think I, – I don't know if, like, the matchup was, like, settled, settled after Thursday, but I, I do think I felt pretty good about where it was headed after that one game. Yeah, I think uh, you ended up only needing to start the Chiefs to beat Duellis, so. Yeah, I agree no, that I know. Feeling yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um, it is kind of funny, though. I, the rest of my team kind of put up duds. Um, I had 100 points from those four, and then from the other five players, I only had 35 points, um, which, I mean, included my defensive kicker and that bunch. But still, a little bit disappointing. I thought I was going to be able to post a really good number last week. But 135, keep it casual, nothing too special. Um, but, yeah, so I move on. Sent home the people's champ, DeWillis, in round one. Um, mm. Nothing too noteworthy from DeWillis's performance on Sunday. I'll say that uh, in the 12 o'clock slate, I think the only player he had going – oh, he had two players going. He had Amon Ross St. Brown in the Bills' defense. And Amon Ross St. Brown decided to <laughs> to have the game twice <laughs> on Sunday. He put up 20 points. Um, and it kind of seems like Duelist is, like, forced into starting him uh, just with Antonio Brown being out and obviously Calvin Ridley is out. Um, and Duelist doesn't have, like, too much depth on his bench. Um, but, yeah, St. Brown had put up a couple good weeks in a row, but I can't say that I was super scared of him going into this week. And literally on the first drive, he had, I think, 40 yards in a touchdown, and then just was slowly adding it to it the rest of the game. Thankfully, Detroit got such a big lead that they didn't even need to continue throwing down in the second half, um, or else he would have put up like a monster game. But yeah, that was really the only only noteworthy thing. Burrow kind of disappointed against Denver, not a huge shocker. Same with Kamara against the Tampa defense. It's just too tough. Um, but other than that, yeah, no one, nothing too special. Willis put up a Somewhat respectable, 90, 91 points, um, and he will be fighting for the for fifth place this week. Yeah. Um, Porter Willis, the people's champ. Are you going to take down the next highest people's champ next week? I hope so. I mean, it seems really is unlikely, Alex. I, I assume so. Alex is the second yeah. highest though getter just because he's Alex. Um, yeah. He was. But I, kinda, I, I will say I was kind of shocked by Duelist's team's output, I will say. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Renfro would I mean, be better. He only put up five points, mm-hmm. and he's been, like, smashing recently. Um, Jefferson thought he would do better, put up 12.7. Kittle against Atlanta only put up 12.3. I don't know. A little bit disappointing. Yeah, I guess, I, I mean, it was a weird week for fantasy in general, and your team put up 130. Like, you kind of – this is when having – I would argue the one time where having a team completely consolidated onto one team is helpful, where okay, everyone else in the league has a wonky game and the Chiefs have their classic game. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, like, I think every, like, top 10 running back outside of, like, maybe – or every, like, RB1 on the season outside of – I think, like, JT had a bottom week or, like, their worst week of the season or something. It was crazy. Yeah, it was a bad – the scores were pretty low across our league in general. Like, Duelist put up 90, but that was still probably, like, average. Like, I mean, that's more than 
we'll get to it. But Bob and Alec put up 84 and 87 respectfully yeah, on by. They atrocious numbers. Too. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess it's not like a terrible week, all things considered, for Duillis. But, yeah, he got kind of unlucky with the scheduling going up against me in round one. Yeah, this is this is two years in a row where Duellis is a first round exit. So yeah, and he, he did. did he, people forget he really did go all in this year. He he did not mess around. Yeah, he paid a lot for Camara. So, yeah, after the season, after the season, we're gonna have to go like team by team and do like a recap, like a season long recap on like moves they made, like did they work or not work? How did it get them to do? They regret anything? All of that. Because I do think there's like a a good discussion to be had around around DeWillis and then also around Cole, who we're going to talk about next. Um, but, yeah, anything mm-hmm. else on, on mine and DeWillis' matchup? Uh, I think that's it. Uh, congratulations, Rival. I hope to see you, Thank you. Um, next week, either whether that is third place and fourth place or first <laughs> and second. So It'll be third and fourth, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> At least for me. I'm, I'm I think I'm going to say. I think it's going to be you versus Alec in the finals, but I'm sure we'll get to predictions. It is. In a little bit, I mean, it but. is my destiny to come in fourth. So, honestly, I mean, I, at this I, point, I, like, part of me is rooting for the meme. Like, that is hilarious. <laughs> I come in fourth three times in a row. I mean, I think – I would say you're allowed to root for yourself this week. So, then next week, uh-huh. if you make the third, fourth place game, you obviously, like, should be setting a lineup and, like, wanting to win because third place gets uh-huh. some sort of cash prize, I think. Um yeah, you just but get money back. a part of you is allowed to root to to lose in the third place matchup. I think it has yeah, to be. I have to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move to your Mickey Mouse matchup. Um, oh, relax. You versus Cole and <laughs> you versus Cole in round one. I mean, where do I even start with this? Um, I think it makes most sense to start with the COVID news on Cole's team. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. After <laughs> after the noon slate of games, I was convinced I was losing. Like, I blew a, like, 30-point projection lead from, like, Jonathan yeah. Taylor having gone and OBJ having COVID to, like, I blew that projection lead within, like, 15 minutes of the game <laughs> on Sunday. And I was like, holy <laughs> crap, I'm going to lose. I mean, we can get yeah. to it later, but I literally was so depressed that I was like, I'm just going to start Russell Gage and get this misery over with so I don't have to wait till Tuesday for Daryl Henderson or Devonta Smith to play to, like, get my loss over with. Yeah. And I actually ended up working for him. He scored far and away the most points of those three. Yeah. But it, I was convinced I was matter, But, yeah. Because, yeah, because JT and Keenan Allen were two of my top three highest scorers, and they went – Thursday and Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess on Thursday it was just Keenan that went in your matchup, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so and I didn't really have high hopes because he was coming off of COVID and no practice. Well, and he did not play well. Well, I mean, he played fine, but like he didn't have any fantasy points for most of the game. I know he got that one touchdown. Yeah, I think he was on like the fourth he had quarter. like a 29-yard reception and a touchdown in the fourth quarter. So you got like a third of his yards and a touchdown in the fourth quarter alone. Yeah. Yeah, so so Keenan was doing nothing and then ended up having like a really, really good fantasy day, put up 17 points. And then Saturday was Colts Patriots. Um, Jonathan Taylor was having a – once again, like similar to Keenan Allen's performance, like, I mean – He's Jonathan Taylor, and he was getting a million carries. So, like, he was having, like, a fine 
fantasy yeah, day. Yeah, like I think he had ten points because he had hundred yeah, yards. Yeah, definitely not one that you were going to be excited about. Um, and then I, I mean, I wasn't watching the game, but um, I think there was like what, like four minutes left, probably when he broke off that touchdown. I think three, three or less. Three yeah, less. yeah. So. You know, you could make the argument that he should have – yeah, there's two minutes left, actually. So they were up by three with two minutes left. Um, you could make a really strong argument that the, that Jonathan Taylor should have not scored but since it, and, like, gone down at the one or something, and they could have knelt out the clock. But since Jonathan Taylor is selfish and he's a selfish teammate, um, he ended up scoring a 70-yard touchdown, which got him to 23 points. And – in my opinion, all that closed the door on on Cole's fantasy season after you had forty points after two players went. That can't be right. I mean, at the time, sure, but like, given how my I, Sunday started, there's no way you thought that I was sealed had sealed the deal. Well, not so. I mean, going in like after Saturday night, I thought for sure that you would won only because like. Well, partly because you had 40 points and you had a pretty good starting lineup going on Sunday, but also because Cole was, like, kind of decimated with COVID and injuries. And I didn't think that, in general, I thought your team was better than his anyway. And so then for him to be missing Kareem well, Hunt sure and Tyler so. Lockett and Tyler Higby, like, for him to be missing all of those guys and replacing them with guys that just aren't that great, and you had that four I mean, none of those guys are that great to begin with. Yeah, well, I mean, you're you're not wrong, um, but like the Tyler Lockett. <laughs> like if Higby's missing and you're calling me Mickey Mouse, you're simply grasping at straws. If you're like, oh okay, my well, God, tight end fourteen on the year is missing. What's he gonna do? Higby's last or not Higby? Lockett's last four games were fourteen. No, Lockett is a fair point. I'm talking Higby specifically at this point. I watched Lockett score 25 points against me in the last week of the regular season when I thought I might be going home. Um, and you, he was just ruled out for you. And you, he started Odell against you. He put up one point. No, I mean, if Lockett had played against me, he would have put up 55. Like, he <laughs> simply yeah. cannot do poorly against me. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So. And Cole that, still that won't have me buy his jersey. I don't understand it. But, oh well. <laughs> that's all I'm saying is that I I kind of thought your matchup was over going into Sunday, given what Cole was rolling out there with his starting lineup, and yeah. that I, mean, I kind of thought that so too. In in the long run, that ended up being the right take. Like you said, in the short run, that was not necessarily <laughs> guaranteed because I think Cole had just. Josh Allen and Chase Edmonds go in the 12 o'clock slate. Mm-hmm. Chase Edmonds did nothing, put up 5.3 points. Um, and then Josh Allen had kind of a slow day at the beginning and then sort of turned it on at the end. I know he had a rushing touchdown, I think. Uh, yeah. He kind of pulled on Carolina at the end. So he ended up finishing with 21 points. So nothing special from Allen and Edmonds, but the guys that you had going certainly did nothing. Um you had Tyler put up 13 points in a blowout against the Lions. And he had, like, he had maybe four points going into, like, four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And then I think he, like, threw for 80 yards and a touchdown and kind of came all the way back to 12 yeah. and a half. Yeah, so you had Tyler do nothing. You had Deontay Johnson, I think, had his worst game of the year against Tennessee. Um, yeah. You had Bronx put up six points, which 
which is probably about what was expected by him. And then he died in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he literally died in front of our eyes. That (laughs) man was passed out. That's his second concussion in a month. I'm worried his career is already over. Yeah. Are you going to keep him? I'm certainly making moves in order to do so. Okay. I love this man. I love David Gronk. Okay, sorry, I just wanted to ask. Um, and then you had Dolphins defense probably went too, right, or no? They went. Yeah, them and my kicker, Prater. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so Dolphins defense did fine. They put up 10 points, which was pretty much to be expected against the Jets, whoever was playing the Jets any given week. Um, Matt Prater put up six, which kind of felt like a lucky six points, honestly, because – It was very lucky. He had zero for a while, and then the Cardinals were kicking field goals like like it was a close game. Just, to, were, just so they can say they didn't get shut out by the Lions. Yeah. Truly, like it was like 21 to zero or yeah. something, and they literally just kicked to say they didn't get shut out at one point. They kicked like yeah. a 21-yard field goal. So so not great from your 12 o'clock slate. Um, and I guess – correct. I mean, after uh, – you probably know better than me. After the 12 o'clock games were over, what was your projection looking like, you and Colts? Were you all, like, close to tied around that time? Like, what was the point? It was like – it was like 97.8 to 97.2 or something. I think you texted then. It was, like, super, super close. Because ESPN was glitching that whole day for me, so I couldn't actually tell. So I had to ask you to send the updates. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, and then in the afternoon game – um, that's kind of when the coffin was was reshut on Cole. Um, you started Russell Gage. Kind of. Well, it, it was. Correct. You started... I, I, I depressively started Russell Gage, yeah. as I said. So you only had, you had Lenny at RB2, who was going on Sunday Night Football. Lenny. Lenny. <laughs> you had a flex <laughs> position. Russell Gage, Devonta Smith, and Daryl Henderson. Um, and I know we texted about it a little bit that morning because um, I think you were kind of set on Henderson all week. And then mm-hmm. just more reports started coming out about the fact that Sony was going to be the 1A um, and kind of get the majority of the carries. And so I think that kind of scared you off Henderson a little bit, along with like a few like ranking sources agreeing with you, kind of calling it a toss-up between Gage and Smith. Um and then, yeah, you, you kind of mentioned it a second ago, but you were. You were texting me. You are like, I'm just going to start Gage to get this over with, um, <laughs> this pain that I'm currently living. I don't I don't totally believe you when you say that it was only, like, a desperation, like, just get this over with move because you did really like Gage going into the week. But uh, it ended up being the right call. Yeah, I'd like to give a special shout-out to my boy Melons. Melons is the one who told me to start him. Um, and I thought, but Mellon's told me at 12.07, and I thought Russell Gage played at 12. Um, and then I realized at 12.50 that Russell Gage was a 3 o'clock start, and then I subbed him in at, like, 2.55 or something like that. Yeah. Man, well, Mellon's, leave us a review on the pod. Um, yeah, so Gage (laughs) is the right call going up against San Francisco. I think they're still missing their, their top corners, right? I know they. Were I have weeks. no idea. I know that they feels right, but I can't say I haven't. I haven't owned a San Francisco player this year, so I haven't paid even <laughs> remote <laughs> attention to their team. That's fair. 
Um, so Gage put up 19, um, and Cole had a few players going. Let's see. He had Stance. Again, Jacobs was later. He had a ton of Tuesday and Monday games. Tucker players. Yeah, it looks like he just had Fant and Tucker. Um, and Fant actually did well. I feel like he was the leading receiver for their team. Oh, fantasy yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Mean, for a game that ended fifteen to ten, where literally no one played well, there was like no touchdowns. It seemed like, um, yeah, eight point two points for a tight end is not bad there. Um, and then he had. Justin Tucker against the Packers put up six points, probably below Tucker's expectation. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think Cole just kind of had to have – and, yeah, going into Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, I mean, we can go through all of those games, but, like, I, I don't think that Cole ever really stood a chance um, because no one on his team literally did anything. Like, his top his top score was his quarterback. That makes sense. His number two high score was his defense put up 13, so you don't have any skills for yeah. players more than 13, like, you're just simply not going to win. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, because, like, even going into Sunday night, like, I had a pretty good projection lead, but then Godwin scored 7.9 in two possessions. True. And then, obviously, got hurt. And then and then I was like, oh, okay, cool, I have Lenny this whole game, like, I'll be fine. Then Lenny gets hurt. <laughs> I'm like, frick. Yeah, I guess and at that point, at that point, I think the projection was down to like maybe fifteen. Uh, like different. I don't. I bet it was more than that. It might have been, but I remember. Uh, I mean, after Monday night, like it was, it was genuinely close. It was like within ten points during the Monday night football game, Vikings um, Bears. Oh. Because yeah. at one point, the Vikings had like twenty-one points on defense. Yeah. Because the Bears fumbled four, literally four times, I think, in the first quarter. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So I guess um, that is, that's worth calling out, too. Another – sorry, thank you for reminding me of the other big Mickey Mouse thing that happened to you this week. Because that oh Godwin God. was set to have a big game. We're going to we're gonna act like we didn't watch Lenny and Freer, Baby Bronx <laughs> die on the field. We're going to act like we didn't watch them die. Literally right They both died, eyes. like, in the second half, though. Baby Gronk was in, like, the late Yeah, that's when my team does all their best work in garbage time. Well. <laughs> my team does it. Look. Baby Gronk does all their best work down 40. Mickey isn't zero. focusing. It's not focusing on you. It's focusing on the fact that Cole's missing three starters due to COVID, and then Godwin got hurt mid-game. That's what it focuses on. I mean, on. if you take Cole's total points for and extrapolate it over 15 games, his average is basically 82. So if he's performing average, I feel okay about it. I don't think that's very Mickey Mousey. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that the script is writing itself, the Mickey Mouse script that I'm going to send at the end of the season. That just can't be right. <laughs> anyway, um, this is just, this is just your long con for me claiming that your championship isn't legit because Klein didn't start a full roster and Alec absolutely when I won, tried to lose. No matter what. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know that for sure. More. I do know. I, I, I argue I would have won no matter what last week. <laughs> so... Cole could have started any bench player over Godwin, even if he knew Godwin was going to get hurt. He was still yeah, lost. but you don't but know what it's going to be like if Lockett was healthy. I feel like Lockett could have put up forty, and I still would have probably won. It would have been really know. close. It would have been close if Lockett put up forty. You got to think Lockett would not have put up forty. 
I don't know. I mean, literally, I've it no would have truly that. taken a thirty-three point performance for him to have won, assuming he benched uh, OBJ for Lockett. I mean, he got twenty-five last, the week prior, so thirty-three is not like totally out of the question. Yeah, against the Texans. Well, anyway, um, if you're gonna if you're gonna sit in front of me and tell me the Texans have equal corners to the Rams, uh, okay. I think your point is valid. That's obviously, that's not what I'm saying. But I also think the Seahawks I mean, have put up 30 against the Texans. More incentive to throw against the Rams than they did against the Texans. Uh, We're on to round two. I we mean, both won. There's yeah. no reason for us to be arguing. <laughs> so true. <laughs> we both advanced. We made it to round two. And I guess I'll We're both Mickey Mouse. Whatever. Before we move on, um, Bob put up 84 points. Um, Brady, yeah, trash. We man, him. it would have been nice if someone had been playing Bob this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brady, his his triple stack of Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Rob Gronkowski, they combined for four, six. They combined for ten points. <laughs> that oh is God. so bad for three players to combine for ten points when it's your QB. It reminds me of the Chiefs one. every other week this season. Okay. Stop fighting me right now, okay? Let me, <laughs> let me enjoy this moment. <laughs> I've outscored you so many weeks in a row. I don't want to hear it. Anyway, yeah, not on the season, though. That, anyway, um, so Bob only put up 84 points. It's not great. Um, he advances anyway because he had a first-round bye. Alec only put up 87 points, and that was with Cooper Cup scoring 30. <laughs> so, I mean, you could do the math. He would had 57 points without – Cooper Cup, um, which Cooper Cup has been insane this year, and we should probably just start expecting him to score 30 every week. But, I mean, just goes to show how important those first-round buys are and how weird last week was. Um, like you were saying, all the, all the good players kind of played poorly. And, um, yeah, if you can reduce variance by, by just that one round, um, give yourself a little bit of cushion in week 15, um, you got to do it. So, Congrats to Bob and Alec on great regular seasons. Proud of you guys for advancing. And now that takes us to round two, where it is me versus Alec and you versus Bob. Um, and we are – it's currently Thursday night, um, and Thursday night football just happened. The Titans just beat the 49ers. Um, but no players went in either of our matchups, so we are looking at a clean slate. Um, so I guess let's start with – um, since we talked about my matchup first in the last round, we can stick with my matchup here too. Um, me versus Alec. And honestly, I think it's hard to even like think about my matchup without knowing if Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are going to play. Um, they got placed in the COVID protocols. Uh, Kelsey went mm-hmm. on Monday and Tyreek went on Tuesday. Um, and so with the new NFL COVID rules, who knows? if they're going to be able to be back. I know they're getting tested every day, and as soon as they get one negative test, if they're asymptomatic, they would be able to return. Um, haven't heard anything. I've heard that Kelsey is vaccinated. I have not heard the same about Tyreek Hill, but I also haven't heard that he's definitely out, which makes me think that he is probably vaccinated. Um, and so, But also, I know they're act- they like activated Chris Jones today from the COVID list, and so – the fact that they're like activating people each day makes me think that they're continuing to test positive, um, which makes me think that there's only like a 
10% chance that they actually get activated in time for the game yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Um, is that I was going to say, I feel like there's – I feel like there's only – I mean, in recent memory, like only T.J. Watt and I think OBJ, but OBJ took a postponement of the game to, like, test positive the week of the game and then still play in that game. So assuming the Chiefs game doesn't get postponed and that they're still on it come – Friday morning, at least. It's not looking great. Um, so I tend to... However, I do think Hill was vaccinated, though, because if he were unvaccinated, he would have immediately been ruled out because they have to miss right. minimum 10 games. Yeah. Um, so you have yeah you have that going for you, at least, that they're both vaccinated. Um, Thank goodness. Yeah. I know. Imagine being Alec and rostering all unvaxxed players. <laughs> what an idiot. Um, but... Oh. Yeah, I I do have receipts from when we were debating the the backup thing last week when we were like weirdly aligned but also arguing at the same time as we uh-huh. typically do. Um where I was like, "Hey, if you if like the Chiefs game were in doubt right now, you'd be like up in arms." Which props to you, you're not currently up in arms. Um however, no. you said you said um well, I said like, "Hey, if the Chiefs game was postponed, you'd be crying for backups." And you said, I have the running backs and wide receiver to be fine. And I said, tell me how you'd be fine starting Dalton Schultz and Justin Fields. And you said, I'd feel amazing. Um, and then you said, are we assuming all four of my Chiefs get COVID? And I said, I would assume at least one. Um, and now we're at two. And I don't you're, proje- you're projected to lose by 13. <laughs> I don't understand what point you're making here. All the all that was the whole point. I'm just saying you're saying you feel fine you're, and no, you're projected to lose no. by 13 right now. And I no, want you wait. to explain that feeling. Okay, you, the whole point of that conversation that you just pulled up was that we were arguing the group me about if we should be able to name backups or not, and you were like, "Yeah, you're doing this out of self-interest because if it was the Chiefs that were involved, you would feel totally differently." And I was like, "One, like." No, I'm just arguing what I feel like arguing, and I'm just taking the opposite side of you because it's fun. Um, two, I was like, that doesn't even – is this scenario where there's, like, a league-wide outbreak in Kansas City to where, the, like, all four of my players are – because you were like, you're, you would have to start this person, this person, this person, this person. I was like, okay. Are we I literally just said all Schultz and Fields, I should have just said Schultz and Higgins. <laughs> I was like, are we assuming that all <laughs> That would have been correct. And you were like – no, but at least one of them. And I'm saying, okay, if only one of them gets COVID, then I'm, I wouldn't be up in arms. And once again, I'm not up in arms about two of my players having COVID. So the whole purpose of that conversation, I stand by. I, my players getting COVID did not lead to me like freaking out about wanting a rules change, which is what some people were insinuating after I was making my case last week that I was doing everything out of self-interest. But regardless. Um, well, at the record show, I was just in it for the memes uh, because I – um, didn't really care either way. And here's the deal. You say, oh, you're projected to lose by 14. How's it feel? I would be projected to beat your opponent currently, and I would be projected to lose to you by less than two points. And so okay. I would say that. I just heard you're projected to lose me by two, and I feel good about that statement. Let's not act like I'm a perfectly healthy team right now, okay? I'm acting like that. That can't be right. <laughs> I'm starting a tight end who is literally yeah, not in the not, same universe. Not as I don't even know how we got on this. You're, you're getting us distracted. The point of the matter is, it's hard to really evaluate my matchup against Alec. 
until I know if Tyreek and Kelsey are going to play. But I think for the purposes of this discussion, we should assume that they're not going to play because I think that's probably the most likely outcome. And then maybe we can add a qualifier at the end if they do play. But focusing on Alex's team, which we we know pretty certain what's, who's going to be playing. Um, I mean, yeah, he's got a good team. Kind of, I mean, might as well just kind of go player by player here. Um, starting at running back, um, Alexander Madison is going to be his RB1 now, basically, because Cook um, got COVID, was announced he had COVID earlier this morning, also announced that he was unvaccinated, so he'll be out for 10 days, um, which I think puts him out next week, too, right? Um, I don't – I thought he got put on it a long time ago. I think it, I think his status for next week is in doubt based on his symptoms, but he's not immediately ruled out. Yeah. That's how I understood it. Um, he's not going to be back until the game against Green Bay in week 17. Um, well, that's what if Alec didn't own Madison, that'd be awesome. But Yeah, no, so it doesn't matter. And I was telling you that, and I was texting Alex about this earlier, too. Like, I don't, I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think it's either a neutral or a good thing for this to happen because every time Cook gets hurt, Madison goes off. And I think it's partly – I feel like Cook has way more, like, 30-point potentials than Madison does, but Madison's, like, a guaranteed 12. So – I think that – I think that in a game – I think in a game where the Vikings aren't going to run that much, like maybe this call is now being recorded. So in a game where the Vikings aren't going to run that much, whether they're down big or the defense is kind of dictating and telling them, having them throw, um, I think that Cook is the better play there. Like if, if you're only giving the guy 10 carries and maybe three targets, then yeah, I think Cook is a much better play than Madison. Um, even if even if there's no Cook in Madison. But every time that Madison plays, I feel like they're not in those game states. Um, and it, it helps that there's no one behind Madison to take any of the carries, like Nyong'o or, or whatever his name is, the backup there, um, is not going to steal work from Madison like Madison does from Cook. And so yeah. I would say that in this game against the Rams, like maybe, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe you could. No game. <laughs> it's not a snow game. Maybe you could see a scenario where um, the Rams get up really big early and the Vikings kind of have to abandon the run. And in that game state, then, yeah, I think Alec is probably going to miss Dalvin Cook because Cook can do a lot with little carries where I'm not sure Madison's do the same. Um, but I think in all likelihood, this is going to end up the exact same for Alec or, or potentially a little bit better with a heavier workload. Yeah, I kind of think this game's a shootout. This is just classic Rams where they, um, like, have a defensive battle with the Seahawks and then play the Vikings, who shouldn't be good, and they just give up, like, 40 points. Um, Maybe I'm just a traumatized Rams fan, but that feels kind of how that game's going to go. Yeah, it's uh, so it's actually the highest total on the board right now, um, but it's only at 49. Only at 49, which says a few things. One is that the offenses this year have just not been – like, last year, every total was, like, 52, I think. And, like, the high ones were up in, like, the 57, 58 range. 
And so for this one to be the highest total this week at 49 is something. But, yeah, I don't totally yeah. disagree with you um, about this being a shootout, and it would make for a very bad Sunday for me if, if it were indeed a shootout. <laughs> Um, As a Madison owner in a few leagues where I'm in semis, um, I'm hoping it's whatever is good for Madison. Yeah. All right. And that is our Um, only other league's trademark update. Well, whatever. Uh, Let's talk about his other running backs. Um, Joe Mixon and Cordero Patterson. It looks like Mixon is going to be good to go. I know he left last week's game early with an ankle injury. Um, but uh, it wasn't even really early. He just, like, was down in pain all the time. He was just, like, yeah. at the end of the game, he was always limping off of the sideline. But he yeah. would come back in, so. Yeah, well, I know he's been a he's been a full participant in practice each of the last two days, so he's not going to have an injury designation going into the game. Um, so he should get a full yeah. workload, although he is going up against the Ravens, which is not a great matchup, I don't think. Um, no, so yeah, their secondary is broken, but their D-line is fine. Yeah. Um, and then Patterson has not necessarily been trending in the right direction the last couple of weeks, um, has put together a couple uninspiring performances in a row. Last week could have been a lot better. He had a touchdown that was overturned, I think, on the very first drive of the game um, and then couldn't find the end zone the rest of the game. But this week he plays the Lions, which nothing better to, to cure a slump than going up against the Lions. Or so you would think after last week and how they did against the Cardinals, who knows. But, yeah, that's kind of the, kind of the outlook on, on Alex running backs this week. Yeah, I feel like uh, Patterson has become what we thought Mike Davis would be, like a touchdown-dependent uh, running back that needs a good game script. But the first few weeks, I mean, up until week nine, I mean, since week nine, I'm looking now, he hasn't had more than three receptions in the game. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, during that time, he was, like, one through nine, he was averaging, like, five, basically. Um, yeah. So he's – I know they've, they've basically said that they're limiting him. I mean, he rushed 11 times for 18 yards. It's pretty bad <laughs> last week. Well, yeah, his, his carries um, have gone up as his targets have gone down. Yeah, but that's not really what you want from this. No. That's not how he was producing points. He's no. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah. But he is so, playing the Lions. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, the, the Falcons should be able to score points and at least be in the red zone some. And so, yeah, I think Cordell is going to have a, a perfectly fine week this week. Um, at wide receiver, uh, we'll do receiver and tight end. Uh, Cup, not much else you can say, um, is insane, and there's like a million stats you could pull from to kind of talk about how ridiculous this season has been this year. Um, I'm really, my only hope is that he goes for like 20, and that's it, I guess, to me, because it seems like he's, those weeks where he scores like 25, 30, it is just so hard to to come back and win against Alex when he's doing that. And it seems like he's doing it almost every week. Um, So Cup is great. Stephon Diggs is up against New England, um, which actually might be a tough matchup for him. I know last time they played New England, he had seven points. It was his worst game of the season in their last matchup against New England. And so hoping that Belichick is kind of able to to scheme Diggs out of the game this week as well. Um, but also I guess that I guess that last game against New England was the snow game. And so you probably can't read too much into that even. Um, but, yeah. And then tight end, 
Darren Waller, that's who Alex has in his lineup right now. I don't think that Waller is going to play from all of the, like, injury stuff that I've seen this week. Um, I know Alex picked up Jared Cook this morning, who's up against just I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good pickup. I think that's probably who Alex is going to end up starting, because I don't think that Waller's been practicing this week. I know he's questionable right I'm now. I'm shocked he's not rolling with uh, Moreau instead, uh, well, coming off a 10-point performance. But. Moreau's been bad. Cook hasn't caught more than three passes since like week four. <laughs> so yeah, I mean and you're basically just counting on a touchdown. Oh, as I say, yeah, they're all of these options are are pretty bad at tight ends. Yeah, um, they're not great. I, I mean, as someone who doesn't have a tight end coming into this week, <laughs> I don't feel good about the waiver options. I thought about Cook this morning, so yeah. I mean, yeah, I I started Moreau a few times in hashtag other leagues, and it never went well for mm-hmm. me. I know he's going to touch that this week, but I don't blame Alec for avoiding that grenade. Um, and I, I don't think Cook is anything special, but you could do worse than picking up a tight end playing Houston. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, okay, and then quickly we'll we'll touch on Dak Prescott. We probably can't go this in depth on an other team, but um, – Dak is going up against Washington. Dak has been pretty disappointing in fantasy, at least, over the last couple of months, I guess. Um, he has three straight weeks with less than 11.5 points. Um, but he does randomly pop off some weeks. Um, I don't think that he's going to pop off against Washington this week, but it's weird. Like, the passing volume is there for Dak. He's just kind of drawing dead. Like, the last five weeks, his past attempts by week, 43, 47, 40, 39, 37, the last five weeks. So for him to have 37-plus attempts a game for over a month and only have one week of 12 points in that stretch is insane. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I feel like Russ and – I think back to that Russ and DK or Dak trade – um, a lot, yeah. and they've both been underperforming a lot. Um, yeah. I feel like since that trade, Dak has had maybe one good week, and I think Alex, like, really texted, he was like, I think that trade saved my season, and then he's been bad ever <laughs> since. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so who knows? I mean, like, I remember thinking, like, man, I could probably get Dak for cheap early this offseason and, like, trade Kyler for something, and I feel pretty okay about not having Dak on my team right now. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. he basically just, like, I think the Cowboys have just, like, their defense has been so good. It's kind of yeah. crazy to me that he's getting the attempts he's getting, even though the defense is so good, because mm-hmm. it feels like they don't fall behind often, but they keep throwing. I know Amari Cooper came out and said, like, he was upset at the team for not, like, throwing as much this week, but. Interesting. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, when he does throw, too, he's, like, not necessarily throwing the ball downfield. Um, I feel like Schultz is getting a ton of targets from him. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's, like, a great offense for fantasy success this season, even though it's, like, in real mm-hmm. life it's a pretty pretty good offense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um Let's move on to my roster. Um, like I said, going to kind of go through it without Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, see where it takes us. Um, 
at running back right now, I mean, this is all kind of subject to change. Even even if those guys miss, I've got other options that I might fill in here. But currently, as it stands, it's looking like Aaron Jones against the Browns, Clyde edwards Lair against the Steelers, and James Conner against the Colts. Um, Jones against the Browns, I think I'm – I think I've benched Jones a couple times over the last few weeks, um, each time thinking that his efficiency is just going to run out at some point and that he's losing touches to A.J. Dillon every week. Um, but every time I watch, I watch Packers almost every week, and he just looks, like, really explosive still, and he's not getting all the touches, but he's still, like, making the most with them, and he's getting just as many carries, like, inside the 10, and he's getting receptions in the red zone and all of that to where I'm, th- I'm finally just going to put my full confidence in Aaron Jones this week, and I fully expect him to score three points finally because I know that that is, like, a, a grenade that is waiting to explode. So, yeah, that's Aaron Jones. CEH against the Steelers. Um, I don't feel great about it, but I do feel better yeah, about I just, it. I, I just gagged a little bit just hearing the name CEH. I think I feel better about it if Tyreek and Kelsey both miss. Um, just in the sense of the Chiefs don't have, like, anyone else to, to go to, really, um, if both those guys yeah. miss. And so, I don't know. In the sense of, like, if you're saying CEH like needs a touchdown to be relevant, like maybe this lowers his touchdown chances, but also maybe it raises it because the Chiefs throw in the red zone more than any other team in the NFL. Maybe that kind of flips on its head. Don't really know. Um, I would say regardless, I'm probably starting CEH. And then Connor hasn't practiced all week, and so who knows if I even if he in, even ends up making my lineup this week. But I think. Um, that matchup against the Colts is the other highest scoring, uh, highest total on the board. And so I feel pretty good about just getting another piece of piece of the action there. Because I know there was a report today that said he feels like doctor-wise, like he's going to be fine. He'll be cleared to play. It's just going to be like a pain management thing for him. And so assuming he'll get that under control and get wrapped up, and he'll probably go. And I, at this point, I don't really see a reason why I would, why I would bench him. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm certainly starting Connor if he plays, just because I think he's like third in the league with rushes inside the five or something like that. They just feed that man and steal Kyler's touchdowns. It reminds me a lot of Kenyon Drake last year at the end when they were like, "Hey, Kenyon Drake used to score 40 points a week for us. Let's just feed him again." And he stole yeah. all Kyler's points, but except he's doing it all year again. So unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. Um move on quickly. I'll do my I'll do my receivers and quarterback. Devontae Adams against the Browns, pretty easy one. T. Higgins against the Ravens. I was kinda of texting you this earlier. Um last time the Bengals played the Ravens, um their passing game was awesome. I think Burrow threw for like four hundred fifteen yards and three touchdowns. T. Higgins didn't have a team. Nine and a half points. Yeah, we have 15 targets. He just couldn't really bring him down. Um, yeah, so crazy. I'm not, I'm not really worried about. I'm not really worried about Higgins this week. I think, and the reasoning is, I was I read a couple things that the Ravens like blitz at one of the highest rates in the NFL. Like they're like top three, top five, and Burrow is 
top three, top five quarterbacks against the Blitz. And so Bengals offense is just matched up pretty well against this Ravens defense, not to mention the Ravens have injuries in their secondary. Um, so hopefully I think this Bengals game is going to be pretty important because you got Mixon on one side with Alec and then Higgins yeah. on, on the other side with me. And so Higgins is making my lineup no matter what, even if yeah. Tyree You kind of just back. need them to fall behind, which is unlikely. Yeah, I, I don't but. even know if I need them to fall behind, though. I think, especially if they're blitzing a lot, I, I do have belief in Higgins to get it done because I know he did kind of bust last week, but the three weeks before he had 100 receiving yards in, in all three games. And so I do think that the, the tide has kind of shifted a little bit in Cincinnati. He's becoming even more of a part of their passing game. They just really didn't need to throw at all last week, so he didn't do anything. But this week, feel pretty good about the weekends. You certainly feel better about T. Higgins than I do. Um, I'll say that. But we're we'll hoping for the best for him. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, okay, that's probably enough for me and Alex matchup. Um, I would say I was, another thing I was telling Alec earlier, I think if Tyreek and Kelsey both play, I would say it's probably 50-50 on who wins. Um, and I would say it's light edge towards myself. I'm being objective, looking at matchups and everything. I think I probably have the slightly better chance to win if all my guys are healthy. However, if uh, if Tyreek and Kelsey don't go, I think it probably drops to like 65-35 Alec. Um, not impossible by any means, but I do need, a thing, do need a couple things to kind of break right for me. So we'll yeah. see. Is that kind of how you're thinking about it too? Yeah, I'd probably go closer to 70 to 30. Um, just cause I feel like no matter what Alec does, he puts up like 130. Like I remember the week, well, I've, I've only played with Alec once, but I, that was like the week JT put up one, or he put up 50 himself. Yeah. And Alec still put up like 135, like it was nothing. Um, and I was like, holy I mean, crap, score, how is that possible? He did score 87 last week, so. That is true. So then you have yeah. that. So, and then you have like Corderell not looking good, Mixon not looking great. Um, yeah, and then cookout, and then Dak looking bad. So, so yeah, I think it's definitely possible. I think he's trending downwards. If that team can trend downwards, so but like the ESPN projections are kind of lazy on those project, like those trends. So yeah, one twenty three feels mean, ambitious, last, but his last five weeks, that's actually kind of insane. I don't even know if Alec knows this. He put up this is this is kind of crazy one oh eight point five. 108.1, one, 108.5, 108.8. Wow. His last four weeks in the regular season, he put up between 101.1 and 101.8 <laughs> four weeks in a row. And then last week he put up like 87. So, I mean, it, one way you can look at that is like, yeah, he's basically a lock to score 100 points. But then the other way is that he hasn't scored 110 points in a while. So, who knows? Yeah, certainly not 120. So, yeah. It'll be interesting. Talk to me, Alec. Um, let's move to you and Bob. Um, yeah, what everyone came to see. Yeah, this is the main event here. Um, <laughs> let's start with – we can start with Bob's team. Um, Bob, let's see, kind of – I mean, yet again, Mickey Mouse is, is going to strike again. Um, okay. To where he's missing most of his best players. Um, 
and by that I mean he's missing Cooks and Mike Evans. Which yeah, I was like that can't be right. (laughs) Which is not great. I mean, I guess Evans. I haven't kept up with the injury news on him at all. Do you know if he's expected to play? I know he has a projection on ESPN right now, but Bob. The initial report was that he was expected to miss one week, and and that he was more likely to avoid IR than Fournette. And Fournette was placed on IR today. Yeah. That makes sense. So, no Cooks, because Cooks got put on COVID today. Um, but I guess they Cooks could test out, but with him not being put on the list until today, I, I would highly doubt he tests out. So Yeah, it's unlikely. Especially because he's vaccinated, it means he has symptoms. So I feel like people with symptoms don't test out until at least a week later. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of what we've seen so far. Um, so, at running back, uh, Bob has Nick Chubb going up against Green Bay and Najee Harris going up against Kansas City. Uh, I don't know. General sentiment on either of those players, you got a strong take on that? Um, I mean, it stinks that Kareem Hunt is, like, completely just out. With I don't even know what his injury is these days, but he hasn't played in a while. Um, so Chubb is going to get fed, and he's going to get the catches that he typically misses out on. Um, cause they don't use Darnus Johnson at all. And then Najee, I feel okay about. I feel like they'll fall behind in that game pretty quickly. And I think that helps. Maybe. I mean, but also, but also he is, I mean, I freaking hate watching the Steelers games because he gets so <laughs> many jump offs and so many runs on second and 18. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so bad to watch. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty much bracing for like 40 points between the two and then just kind of hoping the rest of his Bob's team kind of disappoints. And I feel okay about that. Yeah. Just, just seeing the fact that he's starting Marquise Brown and Jameson Crowder and Zach Ertz and Gronk. Um, and Jameson Crowder might not play. Correct. And at that point, I like, don't he's think that he will playing play. Barry. He, at that point, he's actually playing Barry. He's like, that's the only healthy team person on his team at that point so um Look, I'm not say it, but, but i do love braxton berries yeah well okay so yeah you you kind of touched on his wide receivers he's got hollywood brown who i don't know i could i kind of think the cincinnati baltimore game is going to be a little bit higher scoring than maybe people think um it so, depends on if Lamar plays, and it doesn't sound like he's going to play. I don't think but. he's going to. No. Um, and he hasn't done – I mean, last week with Huntley, he had 14 targets um, against Green Bay. Now, he only took those targets for 43 yards, but he did have 10 receptions too. So, I guess don't really know. I don't think – yeah, I, I, if Huntley plays, I don't have too high of – expectations for the Ravens offense now that I think about it. Um, Because I do think that, well, I don't know. I think if teams know that Huntley is playing, then if if they have, like, a whole week to prepare for him, then they could probably figure him out. Like, it's kind of – we see that pretty often with quarterbacks that are making, like, their first start where they're kind of Mm -hmm. thrust into the game plan when teams don't really know what to expect. Um, But this week, like, I don't know if the Bengals are preparing for for Lamar or for Huntley, but – I mean, yeah, Hollywood's fine. Gosh, he really is starting Earth and Gronkowski, a tight end at flex. That is wild. Um, but yeah, yeah Crowder, I, Jacksonville. And he's I still guess. projected for, like, 105, which is just crazy. Yeah, but, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that Bob even breaks 100 this week. I don't know. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Jeez. You don't know that he breaks what? 90? 90. Is that what you're going to say? 90, yeah. 90. The schedule? I mean, I would love that personally. Well you. Huh. <laughs> Listen, man. Like if we want to get back into like it, something we can get back into it. Interesting. Listen, when you purposely lose by benching Fournette to get three seed and then you play Bob, that's fine. It's it's what happens. Why would I why would I have tanked to be the four seed to play Alex? That's a terrible idea. Just saying you're lucky that that James Conner went off on Monday Night Football a few weeks ago, or else you would have been I mean, on Yeah, you probably Yeah, you probably should have tanked to play me. But I should have. I literally told everyone too. I was, I was like, I honestly <laughs> think I would rather play Tink than DeWillis, which ended up being wrong. Not even, not even like just me than DeWillis, like me than Bob, yeah. and instead of DeWillis, yeah, Alex was like the main. Thing. I definitely have screenshots with Cole that if I go home this week, maybe I'll send. But I was like, yeah, I was like, it would literally Tink than Bob is a way easier path than DeWillis and then Alec. Um, so who knows? I mean, it worked out in the well, first round, well, me not tanking. Yeah. So maybe it'll work out in this round too. Maybe Here's the thing though. You could be the true Mickey Mouse though. If you beat Alec this week and then you get to play either me or Bob and then you would take the crown of Mickey Mouse because it was like the <laughs> easiest championship matchup of all time. That simply cannot be right. <laughs> if I beat Alec this week, uh, if I beat Alec without Tyreek and Kelsey this week, there, Alex there will be like no Alex Alex like on Sunday morning at eleven fifty nine going to sub in like an un, like a literally inactive <laughs> like Matt Ryan or some nonsense. Like he's going to do well. Matt Ryan's on my just what he does. Is he really? He's going to sub in um, an inactive Andy Dalton and just be like, yeah, that felt like the right decision. Uh, do you think and that'll be the true Mickey Mouse? If if Tyreek and Kelsey both don't play, should I still play Mahomes or should I play Matt Ryan? <laughs> you have to play you you should absolutely not start Matt Ryan for any reason. Whatever. I, but, uh, I mean they don't have any weapons with, other than those two guys. It's literally gonna be Mahomes throwing to like Hardman, Pringle. Honestly though, that's okay. ideal though, because they're gonna be throwing. <laughs> Like, they'll, they'll have they to be still? throwing more than usual, yeah. I, I think so. I'm worried. I think they're going to shorten the game if there's no, I don't know. Either I, way, I, though, that's good that. for you. You start yeah. and Mahomes, like, those are the only two guys scoring. They're not going to have like Kirk Cousins, I mean, it could be Daryl Williams. If I had, like, Kirk yeah. Cousins, who is, like, around, like, number 12 quarterback in all these rankings, then it would probably be, like, a, a real discussion to be had. But considering Matt Ryan, like <laughs> – is like quarterback twenty, and he was like the best available one on free agency. So yeah, Matt Ryan could easily Mahomes go negative. Mahomes isn't dropping twenty, I don't think. So his cousins, I'd probably take yeah. cousins at the floor or whatever. But anyway, yeah. not what we're talking about. Back to uh, that's enough with Bob's team. Let's move to your team. I'll kind of let you give the rundown on your team, mainly because my voice is uh, losing it here. Yeah, you didn't you didn't say your line. Do you want to say your line? Oh my gosh, yeah, I will. Um, for anyone who's still listening, um, out of solidarity with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill for contracting COVID this week, I too have decided to contract COVID this week. Um, 
just figured it would be good for for me to really get in the right headspace with my team um, as they're going through it on their end. I want them to know that I'm going through it on my end as well. Um, and so, yeah, so I've had symptoms for three days, and today sore throat has been very bad. Took some throat coat before this, though, sprayed my throat down um, to where it's been pretty numb for the majority of this podcast, but now it has worn off, and my throat is dying, and so I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> All right. Um, the truth thank, you, thank you for showing the commitment to your team. I'm exactly. sure that they feel that, and it means a lot to them. It's true. Um, I, this pod, I'll walk us all the listeners of this pod. Yeah, truly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll walk us through my lineup. Um, I've certainly felt better about previous lineups that I've set. Um, not, I will say, I felt I feel better this week than last week. Um, I mean, you have Kyler. Uh, that decision was made easy by. Taysom Hill testing positive. I could have seen myself pulling an Alec and starting Taysom over Kyler. Um, you have Rojo. I would certainly prefer that that were Lenny, but, you know, sometimes you, Rojo, you tear bro. your hamstring. You got and honestly, honestly, it feels Hill. like yeah. absolute destiny to be starting Rojo in a matchup that matters, as something I've literally never done before. <laughs> For the first time, um, all and you're starting Rojo <laughs> round two of the playoffs. And he's like, I, I, <laughs> I texted my friend in another league, and like out of nowhere, he just like goes, yo, you starting Rojo with confidence in any league? And I go, all of them, meaning just the <laughs> one that I own Rojo in. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I was yeah. like, dude, I love Rojo. And I went off to like a 30-minute tangent text on just like how much I love Rojo. He was like, yeah, man, I own him in a dynasty league. And Arian sucks. He doesn't realize he's talented. I'm like, dude, you are speaking my language right now. <laughs> uh, um, so it feels though, good. I don't see a reason why you wouldn't uh, fire up. Yeah, I mean, maybe awesome. Swift comes back and I, like, find a reason to start Russell Gage over him, but that doesn't feel yeah. right. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I've heard Rojo's actually completely out of shape, and just looking at him, he definitely looks a little chubbier than he used to look. <laughs> but that's what happens when you don't play all season because Arians hate your guts. Um, Taylor, I mean, he's projected for 19.7, and I just don't feel good about that because he hasn't been catching as many passes as he was early in the season. But it's projected for a high-scoring game. I'm kind of hoping for the best there. Um, I feel good about like 12 points coming from him. Um, Deontay, they're going to fall behind pretty quickly, so they'll be throwing a lot. Keenan Allen, I'm kind of worried about Keenan because they're going to go up a lot early and probably not have to throw that much. Yeah. Baby Gronk is actually dead. We have had no proof of life since he died in front of our eyes. Um, yeah. And I'm looking at Foster Moreau or James O'Shaughnessy as my backups, which I don't yeah. feel good about either one. I was gonna say because I will probably lean Moreau there, but yeah, there's no way Baby Gronk is playing. Um, Russell Gage feels like he's destined to be in my lineup either way, just because of how much he's done for me these last two weeks. I'm two and zero with Russell Gage in the lineup, and last year I gave you so much crap for starting Antonio Brown over him and like the semis, um, and I just feel like he's destined to play. Um, the entire Saints. Yeah, this, the entire Saints offense is like COVID 
positive, so I feel good about the Dolphins' D. And um, I'm going to live and die by Greg the Leg. So I feel good. Yeah, actually, I, I was going to add Greg the Leg, but I had zero waiver dollars. And I was like, I'll just do it when I wake up. I'll and then zero I, waiver dollars. I'll just do it at like 10 a.m. and you would beat me to it. So I'm riding with yeah. the other Greg the Leg, Greg Joseph, who has never let me down. Verbal meme, handshake emoji, Greg the leg, and Greg the leg on both sides exactly. of the handshake. <laughs> exactly. I'm chalking it up. So, I mean, I, I feel good. <laughs> yeah, but, but given my lineup, I feel good enough. Um, I mean, like, put me next to you or Alec, and I'm feeling pretty bad. But put me next to Marquise Brown, Jameson Crowder, and Zach Ertz, and I feel okay. So I can't believe he's starting two tight ends. That's wild. Feels a lot like me when I started Jacob Hollister and um, Waller in twenty nineteen. Yeah. That. that was wild. That was the wrong <laughs> I correctly. It, it, it was indeed, and that is why I come forth all the time. Uh, well, I guess maybe maybe like Evans gets ruled in or something, but yeah, I mean that's a pretty good. What what do you say your percent given? lineups right now let's say that these are the t- these are the people who play but assuming that you take out fear Muth and put in moreau or o'shaughnessy or whatever what percent chance mm-hmm. to win do you think you have i give myself like a 60 60 to 65 percent chance of winning i just feel like i mean like like you i i come in pessimistic but yeah i feel like 60 to 65 is pretty fair i think 65 also and I now that because I I said sixty five for both matchups, so I'll ask you, who do you think has a better chance of winning, me against Alec with the lineup that I currently have, or Bob against you with the lineup that he currently has? That's also pretty. I feel like it's super close. Like before, yeah. before you had said all the things about Alec scoring one hundred eight four weeks in a row and then eighty seven, I would have said Alec has a better chance of winning, so you have a higher percent chance of losing. Yeah. Yeah. But now that I've heard how much Alex's team has kind of just like fallen apart, it's just hard. I think, I think I still have a higher chance of winning just because Cooper Cup can score 40 at any given point. Yeah. Um, and that's just tough. But even then, like the rest of the team isn't that scary. And I think Chubb and Nagy could easily put up 20 apiece and then Brady could put up 28. And then there's like 68 yeah. from three players. So. That's pretty tough. And then you got to think the rest are going to combine for, like, whatever to get them to the 110. And if you score 110 against my team currently, you got a decent chance. And so, yeah. I'll, I'll still go me, yeah. but it's it's closer than I would have thought, given the projections of the current matchup. Yeah. I think I agree. I think Bob has a better chance of winning than I do. But I think that I, guns to my head, I would probably bet on myself outscoring Bob than him outscoring yeah. me. I that Alec is probably going to outscore you too, so I think that's kind of how it falls. But yeah, it's, it's fair. I think the best, at best, I'm aiming for second this season. At worst, I'm looking yeah. at fourth. So well, I don't really think I have know. a chance of winning the championship. But yeah, like I said, never. Know. I mean, the, you never know with this COVID rearing its head True. in this month. Like it's changed everything in the playoffs. Yeah, season. like if my team could just get healthy and then get COVID, I'd be fine. But right now I'm like super injured and then COVID <laughs> is lurking. So like yeah. I'm like a I'm like one COVID outbreak away from starting absolute 
like I'm starting like one COVID outbreak away from starting Royce Freeman at running back. Yeah. Pretty close to that point. Yeah. Yeah. So like next week, even if it is you versus Alec, like, I don't know, it's like Cup gets COVID and like Cook is still out. And I don't know, there, there's just like a few different dominoes that need to fall for, for any team that is like projected to be the underdog to be projected to be the heavy favorite. I mean, it happened not that I was projected to like beat Alec, but before the Chiefs, COVID news, like, I was feeling pretty good about my chances, and then, just like that, I go from thinking I'm going to win, maybe win it all, to now, like, holding on to a prayer here with COVID, but, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we we live to see another day, not not home yet, maybe by the next time we hop on this podcast feed, I'll be done, but who knows? Um, I know we got two games on Saturday that are, honestly, some very fantasy-relevant games. Browns, yeah, what are you, I only, okay, that's the other one, yeah. Yeah, Browns, Packers, you've got Chubb, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams going. And then Colts, Cardinals, man, you've got Jonathan Taylor, Kyler Murray, Zach Ertz. <laughs> uh, I think that's probably it in that game. Uh, oh, and Colts defense for Alec. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think after oh, wow. Saturday, which is Christmas, um, we're going to have a better idea of, of where these matchups stand and then a lot of games on Sunday, and then Sunday night, you've got Washington and Dallas. I think that'll just be Schultz and Dak in Alec and I's matchup. I don't think anyone's going in yours. Um, and then Monday is... We Saints actually Dolphins. have uh, the kicker and the the Cowboys defense going in that Oh, that's one, right. So. That's right. That's right. Oh, so good. So some fun Sunday night drama, maybe. And then... Yeah, I don't think anyone has Monday any Sunday night teams. Well, maybe you do. Well, you have the defense. That's what it's going to come down to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolphins Saints. True. Yeah. Oh, I pray that I do not have to start the Dolphins defense expecting, like, even one point. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, my I can just bench them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if you're down by, like, 11 going into that, like, you probably still feel decent about your chances. I don't know. Against the Saints and Ian Buck. Yeah, I guess. He's supposed to be. Like, I don't think I could stomach that. Their... I hear all the yeah. scouts gave him, like, a terrible grade. Like, no one knows how he's even in the NFL as a backup. So, should be fireworks on Monday. I hope so. I um, hope it is fireworks, but I also hope that I do not in any world have to start the Dolphins defense on Monday. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. All right, Tank, any any closing thoughts here before we wrap? Um, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you know, we could do our non fantasy football related content here, but your voice is probably tapped. Yeah. So we can just hope that we both win and we're both motivated to podcast next week. Or maybe if I lose, I'm not gonna want to talk about the matchups, and I would rather talk about the non fantasy related content. That's true. Yeah, maybe we'll have a we'll have a guest star on, and you can just yeah. we can just talk about something other than fantasy. That might be the move. Well, think. Best of luck this weekend. I genuinely hope that you win, but only if I also win. I hope that we play each other. Next yeah, week. I. Yeah, whatever happens, I just hope we both play each other. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta hop back on your iMovie game and make a hype video either way. Oh my gosh, I forgot that's the rule. Yeah, ten days. <laughs> so I'll make a really good one. All right. Yeah. Well, hope you hope you feel better. Thanks, man. Um, and enjoy and enjoy your your quarantine holiday. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a Christmas to remember for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you, buddy. Talk to you later. See you.